Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Best Bets show presented by Bet Rivers. The three-man weave is back again after our one-day hiatus on Sunday. The massive slate on Saturday, guys, just wore us out. We had to take a break, but we're back Monday through Thursday this week, plus Saturday again is our schedule. We tweeted it. You can check it out there. Uh, fellas, hi. How was your weekend? I hope it was very good. Let's get some takeaways from you. Jim, you can start. You were in a nice little branded uh, zip up there, I see. Wow, three-man yeah, week, about logo that, huh? and everything. I love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The new logo. Not even not even yes. that cool. So, yeah. Uh, my takeaway is... The owls are taking over the world. The, yeah. the owls wow. all around Temple yesterday. Shout no, out not, to yeah, Harry. Wait, not not the St. Joe's owls. To be very clear, not the St. Joe's owls. St. Joe's the, not an owl. Yeah, so yeah. hawks. Oh, yeah, sorry, hawks. <laughs> Bird ish. Uh, Temple wins at Houston. Monsterman knocks them off the number one pedestal. Purdue elevates there. Florida Atlantic won three road games. They've traveled like five thousand miles Insane. to win yep. three road games. Uh, at UTSA, at UTEP, at Western Kentucky in a week. Not bad. And then Rice also won at North Texas. They went 2-0 last week. It is a good week to be an owl, Matthew. And yep. uh, tip of the cap to the Hoot Hoots. Hoot hoot. Yeah, that's funny. I think I mentioned how Houston was, was like the one team I thought was not vulnerable. And then sure enough, their next big game, they that's look amazing. extremely vulnerable yeah, at home. Big. Um, so 19-point favorite. Ooh. The old, yeah, so uh, the, the Matt Jenks still has much power, Kai, so uh, be clear of that. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple people on Twitter talk about how their shot selection, not ideal, uh, heavy reliance on mid-range. I guess that's a fair concern I may have overlooked, but I still believe Houston's best team in the country, and I'm not going to overreact to that one loss. Uh, mm-hmm. Temple, by the way, kind of legit. Kind of legit. Mm-hmm. That defense. They, Very they're, good. Le- they're legit, but they're hot and cold, baby. They're, they're Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. You never know yeah. what you're going to get from Temple. They're talented. Uh, they, they will lose the East Carolina in a week yes. or whatever. Like that's yeah, just what they sure. do. Yeah, Temple down in Houston was was obviously a takeaway. I don't want any hot take artists though about this game. I don't want overreactions saying Houston's not the best team in the country. They are. They are. They're still the number two defense in the country. That that tracks. They're top fifteen on offense. Shot selection be damned. Hush out there, all you hot take artists. Every team's lost this year. Uh, but Cal is also my takeaway, guys. California, they remain winless with Devin Askew in the lineup. They're 0-13 with Devin Askew in the lineup. They're 3-4 and without him. Hilarious stuff. They just got smoked by Oregon State. Devin Askew, worth minus 10 points to the line, something like that. Crazy, crazy. <laughs> All right, moving on. Let's go to the outline. Let's talk about the games today. Short slate, but a couple good ones on there. Uh, some fun things to talk about. Obviously, the marquee matchup today, Matthew, is Kansas at Baylor. Can KU stop the bleeding? They've lost two straight. We talked about last episode, 
how their Big 12 record could look very different if a couple possessions went one way or the other. And really, same for Baylor. They could be 6-1 and one right now. They've won four straight. Do you think Baylor keeps it going? Do you think Kansas stops the bleeding? Uh, talked about how Kansas, I've had like a, you bet on the road, fade at home, just with the splits of how their matchups have aligned. They haven't been as dominant as a home uh, favorite this season. But like when they just kind of have to win, they're usually a pretty good bet on the road. However, this spot against Baylor, I don't love because um, Baylor is a buy low for me, Jim. Buy low in quotations because I just still think their price is still a little bit cheap in the marketplace. Jordan Majeski, though, very astute observation. Bill Self off a loss, 63% against the spread historically. I think there's something real to that. Didn't take Baylor Kai, but that was my lean. Well, Kansas was awful loss on Saturday, Matt, and they did not cover. So, uh, you know, maybe maybe something different. They've In 20 years with Bill Self in charge, they've lost three in a row three times. It's just like they don't do that. So uh, it would be a rather surprising exception to see them do it here. I do kind of like the spot for Kansas, Kai. They're, it's a little yeah. buy low, sell high just in recent form. With Baylor winning four straight, Kansas mm-hmm. losing two straight. I think the look to bet Kansas on the road has some juice to it, that angle that Matt's discussing. Uh, and since Scott Drew has been rebuilding Baylor, they've been a favorite over Kansas seven times and Drew or, uh, Self is six and one against the spread wow. as an underdog against Baylor, five and two straight up. Uh, and those those aren't like huge spreads, obviously. So if you're winning, you're probably covering. Uh, but I think that that matters a little bit. Solid matchup for them too, Kai. The wing size, I think, is mm-hmm. going to be a problem for Baylor. Their smallish backcourt could yeah. have some issues switching on to Wilson or guarding Dicker McCuller. And on the other end, I don't think I'm going to panic too much about the maybe a, a slight quickness edge for Baylor. So I actually do like Kansas here, plus two and a half uh, on the road. I, I would take the Jayhawks. Yeah, down to two, actually, at, at Bet Rivers. They've taken some money for good reason, I think. Uh, Baylor's D's been pretty ugly in Big 12 play. I think KU can absolutely exploit that, to Jim's point. There's no real answer for Jalen Wilson. He's been awesome, and they move the ball extremely well. And though Baylor's had the best offense in conference play, I didn't get the warm and fuzzies watching them on Saturday against Oklahoma. Flagler was weirdly loose with the ball. There were way more mental lapses than I'm used to seeing from a Baylor team. It kind of took me aback a little bit, guys. I, I I was surprised from what I was seeing from Baylor. But I, I think it's going to take a major effort for them to beat Kansas. I do kind of lean towards the home team generally in these Big 12 matchups. But I admit KU plus two sounds pretty tempting. Uh, I'm staying away fully in this game. Duke at Virginia Tech is where we go next. Vatek taking a little bit of money here. Spreads up to two and a half, three, I believe, in most places. Well, we don't care about most places. Two and a half at Bet Rivers. Jim, Vatek is in major trouble. They blew a golden opportunity at Clemson, and now they sit at 1-7 and seven in the ACC. What do you think about this one? Yeah, they haven't really recovered with Couture in the line the way we thought they would. Um, I'm, I'm wondering if Matt is going to say that Blacksburg's a house of horrors, and I'm going to allow it, Matthew. I'm going to allow you to say it. 1-4, uh, and four, last five games in Blacksburg, really? okay. straight up and against hmm. the spread for Duke. Castle is a, is a tough place for them to play. Here's a fun fact, Matt. How many times has Virginia Tech been favored over Duke ever? Twice. Zero. Zero. Wow. First time in history. I checked wow. out with two different sources. It Holy is boy. a fact. So really shocking there. Um, Man, it's, yeah. Maybe, maybe, it is surprising to see a team that's lost eight in a row favored against As a Duke. favorite to Duke. Yeah, I agree. I, Jen, that, yep, I like Duke here. Just from on that angle. And Roach back in the lineup played – uh, he played was solid last game. Um, you know, looked pretty effective. I just think he's really key for that offense, which gets a little too stagnated at times. Uh, which again is still surprising to see 
such a lack of uh, inventive uh, stuff in that offense, Kai, with my guy, John Shire, who I touted over Billy Donovan uh, foolishly once on this program before. Um, I do like Duke, Duke, though, on that number. Um, yeah, Castle does scare me, but yeah, I just don't think Vatek as a buy low should be priced this high, I guess. If that's your angle to to Vatek here, I don't get that. Yeah, I mean, not only the House of Horrors thing, Duke's been poor lately. They haven't covered five straight. They're two and eight against the spread their last 10 games. So clearly still overrated out there in the market. Having said that, I think Virginia Tech, this team, this version struggles with athletes. I, I think Duke could very much find an edge there. And if they keep their poor shooting up, Virginia Tech, I, I don't see how they get to the rim or or compete on the glass even. So I I like Duke here, plus two and a half. I haven't really bet on them much this season, um, but I lean their way tonight. At Virginia yeah, Tech. Kyle's going to butt in with the athleticism thing, but you hit it. Mm-hmm. I think that's uh, – we, we said it about Basili in the preseason with Virginia Tech, and yep. I think it mm-hmm. I think it matters. Moving on, great game in Mountain West. Fantastic one. New Mexico at Nevada. Matthew is the Nevada whisperer. I'm kind of surprised, frankly, that New Mexico's seemed to lost its luster in betting markets. This is a good team, mm-hmm. man. They've covered three of the last four. <clears throat> they, they missed the last game by half a point. Uh, they're also 3-0 against the spread as an away dog this year. Matt, who do you like? New Mexico pressure lost that game to Boise. Um, just a, you know, kind of a tough spot here from that angle, coming off that game. Um, Nevada was laying two. I believe it closed two when they hosted Boise. Boise played, you know, went to OT, basically played to like a pick. Now, Nevada is laying three and a half. So, market's telling you that they think that Boise is a point better than New Mexico. Uh, Kai, to your point, I'm not sure I'd buy that, even though we just kind of saw that play out. So, I I don't know, Jim. I didn't take it, but that was kind of, the, I think, a slight mispricing in the market. To your point, Kai, do you still believe in New Mexico? I think you could take them here at three and feel pretty good about yourself. That's that's great to hear, Matt, since you are the Nevada whisperer. I definitely lean towards New Mexico here. So I, I needed like your stamp of approval that it was okay to fade Nevada. It's not some uh, cardinal sin today. So big on that. Kai, you mentioned the road favorite stats uh, or, or road dog with, with New Mexico. They won at Viejas. Like that's it's pretty tough to do. Yep. Um, and three and two, I, I, my perception was they were not as good on the road this year because the pit is such a big home court advantage. But mm. three and two against the spread overall on the road, plus nine cover margin. Like they, they've been better than expectations on the road fairly consistently. I would side with them as well. Not convincingly, though. I didn't actually bet this one. It's just a, just a lean here. Well, here comes the other side of the stat, fellas. Nevada, 6-1-1 one, one against the spread at home. They are tough on their home floor. Uh, the Lobos are vulnerable inside at the rim a little bit. Nevada can exploit that. Mexico's dead last in the ACC in two-point field goal percentage defense. But, man, with House and Mashburn, with that combo, you're always in the game. The number, I think, is just too high. Three and a half. I'm a big believer yeah, in this that's team. Right. It's too high. The spot probably favors Nevada. Again, the home split is no joke. But New Mexico plus three and a half is my best bet today. Go Lobos. I believe it's the second show in a row we've had Lobos as the best bet. Let's hope to win this one instead of last time where we lost by half point. Uh, but yes, that's that's the way I'm going tonight. Next game, Wisconsin at Northwestern. Chicago's Big Ten team, Jim. The Cats have not played in like eight days due to covid Wisconsin hasn't played in six days, but I don't think they had COVID. I don't think that was a COVID thing. Who do you like tonight at the Welsh Ryan? Yeah, these two were supposed to play Saturday, uh, but got pushed to Monday because of Northwestern coming out of their COVID pause. I wonder how much they were able to practice. I think it was reported they were down to six healthy players at one point. So that is more of a limitation than Wisconsin not playing because Wisconsin could at least play five on five in practice rather than three on three. Uh, guard is kind of own Collins, 5-0-1 oh, against the spread the last six. 
Wisconsin's won seven straight straight up against Northwestern. I, I like Wisconsin here, man. Uh, this is my best bet, Kai. We're both getting best bets in before the first chat mob break here. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin plus two and a half for me. I know Max Klesmitz banged up, might not even play, but they still have their four best players with Wall, Crowell, Hepburn, and Asegan. And Jordan Davis can kind of cover that up. I, I think Wisconsin just got a little undervalued in the market map because they were yeah. 0-4 against the spread when Wall left the game or did not play. Uh, and so now you're getting a couple extra points here. Low total game. Give me the Badgers. No travel. Reasonably friendly crowd in, in Evanston. Yeah, give me the Badgers. I buy that. I also, I mean, I'm not a big Wisconsin guy. Uh, I actually think Northwestern's a little bit overpriced. So I actually agree with you. But from the other angle, um, I, you know, they've... Their shot making, I thought, was a little bit unsustainable. I think their defense is legit, but not as legit as the numbers indicate. Um, you know, I think we've all seen the Matt Nicholson emergence. I'm probably like, oh, yeah, that guy's like a pretty legit rim protector. I just don't think he's going to hold up at the level he has against Big Ten competition as the year wears on, and Wisconsin can punish you up front. I think the guard dominance, that there's something real to the matchup here, the identities of both these teams. So I like Badgers, too. Again, not a big home court here. This will be 30% Badger fans in the building, so. Yeah, I mean, maybe more. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they're a different team with Wall in the lineup. I, I do think they've gotten underrated. The Northwestern's not bad, but you're telling me this team's 14 spots higher than Wisconsin and Kimpom? There's no chance. They're, they're just not – they're not better. Wisconsin's a better team. Uh, they don't turn the ball over. That's key against Northwestern. They basically live off live ball turnovers. That's how they've been so good defensively. And though Wisconsin – or excuse me, Northwestern's offense on the other end can stall. They can sputter. And I think the Badgers have a lot of mobility, especially to guard a guy like Barron on the perimeter who sort of killed these slower-footed Big Ten forwards uh, in the past year. I like the Badgers, too. Ugly game, low scoring. Go Badge. Rock on. Go road teams. We're, we're big road teams yeah, in that first team, half yeah. outline. Yeah, disrespecting home. Ooh. We are. Matthew, Ooh. chat mob, part one. You got it. It's very light. Um, we have, uh, we'll go to the total part of this equation because the side will feature a best bet at the end of this program. But Chicago State versus Coastal Gym, uh, this one means nothing because Chicago State is an independent program. Coastal, one of those teams offering to play one of these independents in the middle of their conference play. Bobcats have been off for two weeks, as I'll talk about at the end of this show. Um, but the under was where some folks were looking. You have a total take here. Coastal will probably throw some weird zones at them. And I think Chicago state likes to win one-on-one with like their two or three actual talented offensive players. So I sort of buy it from that angle, uh, but I didn't have anything strong. I, I, I wrote up the Hartford under for uh, action network, best bets, but these independents playing teams in the middle of their league season, it's just like hard to figure out how the game's going to play out. Are they going to care? Are they going to try random stuff that they don't normally do during league play? It's, that's a tough one to decipher, Matthew. So maybe if you're going to bet it, I would go like a half unit on that. Uh, I like that angle. Kai, I'm going to toss this one. Uh, actually, I'll ping pong it from you back to myself, asking me, is Samuel, about my Delta Devils featured behind uh, nine and a half. Big number today against who are they playing? I'm, I'm blessed. Southern, like, right? uh, Southern. Yeah, I just thought it was a little bit uh, money's taken Southern up to 10. Now I have nothing strong there. So sorry to, to burst your bubble, but. No I insight. Small I took too small. I took Did you? Okay. Yeah. I mean, They're Ivory's been loss. good. At, they've been mucking games up. Better. I think Ivory's good. Okay. All right. Well, no, he is good. They've, they've been way better than they have in the past, for sure. Disrespecting my Valley. Kai, that's literally all we have. Back to the outline. Oh, fantastic. Uh, let's start with Colgate at Boston U. I'm looking at the spread, but I know Colgate took a bunch of money this morning. They're up to seven and a half. Woo, steaming at Bet Rivers. 
Jim Colgate's not been its usual dominant self in Patriot play. They're three and five against the spread. They have not covered for the last five games. Pretty shocking given the history of this team recently in league play. Who do you like tonight? Yeah, well, after the first three games, we're like, maybe we should just auto bet Colgate in league mm-hmm. play. And then they went 0 5 against the spread. So thankfully, <laughs> yeah, we right. weren't. Just I got totally off that, doing thankfully. that. Thankfully. Yeah. yeah. Um, the offense is fantastic, but the defense really lacks athletes. Um, the, Colgate's 2 and 4 against the spread last six against BU. I think Joe Jones is a, huh. he's not quite as uh, sharp as James Jones, his brother, but he's a, he's a good, solid coach, especially as an underdog here. They, they have better athletes than, uh, than Colgate does, at least on the wings. So I think they can cause some problems yeah. there, but Colgate's actually really dominant in the paint with Woodward and records. I did lean towards Colgate when I saw this at five last night, Kai, and even maybe under seven, I would have leaned that way, but it's over mm-hmm. seven, seven and a half. Big. It's too rich for my blood now, Matt, at this point. I, I can't get in on the Raiders. Yeah, I kind of like the punchback with Boston at the current price. I know I hate Boston. I've talked about that, but it does feel like a big yeah. number. These two teams, uh, last year, Boston died in my home. So it's it's like a group of that old nucleus that's played Colgate a bunch. You know, I I always hate fading Colgate in general, but I do think you're right with the, the coaching edge from Jones and the familiarity with Colgate edge. stuff. There's uh, no edge. Langle's much better edge coach. over Langle. Okay. Uh, I would Back say the close. coaching, there's not, not as big of a coaching as it's Lingle has over. I would say Jones is one of the better coaches in this conference. Would we not, do we yeah. disagree with that? He's the upper half. No, okay. no, I, yeah. You, he just doesn't have an edge over Lingle. I couldn't. No, yeah. Lingle's probably the best. Lingle's the best in this conference. No doubt about that. Um, but just, yeah, the older group familiarity with the system. I think Boston keeps it close, but then it's Hutchtown at home. BU is too frustrating for me to bet on. They have a lot of talent, yeah. but they make a lot of mistakes. They take terrible shots. Uh, in game one, they led Colgate much of the uh, most of the way. They did cover as well. Colgate couldn't score inside. They also missed a ton of free throws. I just think this team's way better. Um, their offense is awesome, and frankly, Boston's defense is very undisciplined. And I do think that's a bit of a reflection on the coaching. I, I was a Jones fan after watching his team this year. I'm just not. I, I don't think they're well coached at all. So I lean Colgate here, even at seven and a half. It's a big number, but lean their way. Norfolk State. At Morgan State, this one's big, Matthew. These are two of the five teams that are tied for first place in the MEAC currently. Morgan just got smoked at Howard last game. Excuse me. I think that's a bit of an anomaly, but here's what you got to look out for. This is steaming Norfolk State. Here's why. Malik Miller got hurt last game for Morgan. It was a bad ankle injury. I bet he's out. Wow. Hence the money for Norfolk. Otherwise, the spread's pretty high. What do you think? I thought it was high too, but man, I, I, Norfolk's awesome. Um it's annoying that I see that one like blemish on their result is the Howard loss and Howard's a team that I haven't been able to profit on who I think is better than they played. So just a frustrating transitive uh, issue of whack-a-mole betting there. Um, yeah, I kind of agree with the money. Now it's too high though. It's actually lay a gem. Uh, I just hate yeah sixes in these games where you feel like the talent's pretty comparable on both sides. I hate laying the points in that situation, but Norfolk might actually be truly a cut above Morgan and the rest of these guys. <laughs> Yeah, I think with Miller out, the talent's like not actually very close. Mm. Um, they're already missing Detorian Ware, and I think uh, yeah, they're out there too. Yeah, Ware's huge. Like, yep, they're a lot of their talent's been kind of sapped away. And I mean, look how much they collapsed after Miller got hurt in that last game. Like just nothing without him. He's kind of heart and soul, key ball or on ball creator, but also like their best two way rebounder despite being a guard. Like he is pivotal. Norfolk State, I think, is starting to ascend towards the top of that league. Kai, I hope they uh, emerge from that five-way tie because I have some nice futures money on the Spartans here with everything they have back. I know Ings is out, but they've been okay without him, and 
Morgan's missing a lot more than Norfolk is, uh, given some of the guys that have been out for the entire season. So I, I sort of lean towards Norfolk, especially if Miller doesn't suit up at all. Yeah, I saw the steaming to six, and I was like, that's crazy. I'm taking Morgan. And then I looked at their box score. It's like, oh, Miller, it was nine minutes. Actually, it might have been a knee injury, maybe not even an ankle. I saw he was probably out for this game. So no thanks. I'm not going to fade Norfolk in that situation. Um, six is probably fair currently. All right. Horizon League, here we come. Oakland at Detroit. Mercy, include the Mercy. Yes, they they definitely are leaning into that name. Uh, Jim, Oakland, they kind of turned it on in Horizon play, but not great results last three. They haven't covered in the last three games. Who do you like tonight? Yeah, I, they're not not trending as far up maybe as we thought they might, but they are 6-3 and three in the league. The thing that jumped out to me here is Matt Greg Campy owns Mike Davis. Did we know this? I, I, I don't I think I did know this. It. No, this is news to me. Eight and one straight up and against the spread. The only loss was the back to back second leg of the COVID year. So like anytime okay, they've had yeah. any remote preparation, Campy has won like every single time. Eight and no. So I, I just have to lean Oakland's way on that angle. I think the zone might kind of mess with Antoine Davis's ability to get the shots he wants. Yeah. Uh, and we know that Detroit's lineup has been really kind of like in and out. A lot of guys have played and then not played. I believe Liddell missed over the weekend. Yep, he's huge. You know, Liddell for Detroit, that's that's enormous. So, yeah, man, this this would be Oakland for me here. They've taken money, but I think there might yeah. still be a little bit of value. I, I think there was at five and a half. I can't support plus four. I, I think it's the right side, though. You're, I, the matchup with the way Campy plays that extended zone, I'm not sure if he like has a – unique like double team scheme that he deploys but it i, I it makes sense to me that uh davis would have a little bit of like issue getting into a groove and it does force him to give up the ball and make his supporting cast which is always the question with detroit right it's like how good slash healthy is the supporting cast davis is going to be there every night he had like 40 something last game um yes. but i don't know kai with with the stone question mark and i mean like liddell question mark even if they're trending in the right direction Davis is continuously frustrated with the lack of continuity that like even like the first game, they get all those guys back. I think you need to see like one or two to feel good about it. So I don't know. I'm not in any rush to back to Detroit here either. Yeah. Davis, he said back to back 40 plus point games. Uh, he had 40 game before too. 19 yeah. threes in the last two Nin- games, 19 for 36 over the last two games. <laughs> That's from three, just, just three. He shot 18 or 36 threes in two games. Um, yeah, the zone angle is 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 pretty big. Oakland beat Detroit last year. Uh, I think both teams score though pretty easily. Uh, Detroit's offense has been awesome. Davis is unstoppable, even against the zone. Davis is going to score. Their defense though, 348th in, in the country. Oakland's going to score. Jalen Moore is pretty tough to defend as well. So I, I would lean the over if anything here. I, I kind of agree with the money, but like I said, Oakland's last three games not great. Smoked by Youngstown. Beat Rotten Morris by four. Needed overtime to beat IUPUI. That's the most shocking result. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, lean Oakland a little bit, but over probably is the, the biggest lean here. The last game on the schedule here, it's Swaction. Grambling State at Arkansas Pine Bluff. I don't think we've had Pine Bluff on the outline before. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the outline. Matt, the key here for Grambling is Cartier Gordon. Where is he? They're 0-2 against the spread without him. They're 1-1 straight up. They're excellent with him on the floor, but where is he? What do you think? Don't know. I don't have a beat. Uh, I, you know, I should probably text Jackson. I, I have his number, so. Um, but I'll holster that for now, Mister McKeon. For what I do know, um, I think this line felt short to me. Um, like I know, even without Gordon, they've not been the same. And Gordon is like, uh, you throw it inside, you can get you free buckets. Kind of a cheat code in this conference. He's not all the way consistent, but he's been dominant enough to mask those 
inconsistencies in this league. Um, but I do like, I just think Grand Lake's been better. So I think laying the three and a half on the road gyms where I lean, I just don't love fading road teams in this conference this year. Home court's been immensely huge from what I gather. Yeah, I, I wouldn't take it without Gordon in there. I think he's enough to swing the handicap for me. If he plays, he is that dominant. I mean, he's a former top 50 recruit, like 250-pound behemoth. Slow. There. Yeah, he's huge. Just bully ball. Uh, but Pine Bluff's been really solid. They won five conference games yep. last year. They're already five and two this year. Bozeman's done a nice job turning them around. They just beat Southern. We, we mentioned Southern's coming off the loss. Like, that was two Pine Bluff. Really impressive yeah. W for them there. So I'm staying away unless Gordon's in, Kai, and then I'd be okay to back yeah. Grambling. But it's like un, completely unreported and could be suspension, could be injury. Like, yeah. you just don't know with him. He's so all over the board. Yeah, line's three and a half, by the way. Grambling, a road favorite here. Pine Bluff has won five straight. They won five last year, Jim. They've won five straight this year. All of them covers, including Southern, Texas Southern, Prairie View a They've been really good. Their defense has been what's driving them. They've locked down every area except the middle of the floor. Wow, if Gordon played... It would be enormous. He he would dominate them inside. Offense is still a big challenge for Pine Bluff. Sean Doss basically has to do everything for them. Line seems fair, but if 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 uh, Gordon's in, I would lean towards Grambling. Chat mob part two, Matt. Let's let's round up the scragglers here. Yep, let's hit uh last two swaction showdowns. Jim, going to you for Prairie View at Alabama A and M. Uh, another one where I thought the road favorite was laying a small number. Um, this is probably my favorite of the road favorites in the swag today. The, uh, yep. the Panthers, your thoughts. Yep. Same. I like Prairie View there. I think it's too short. I've never been a big Alabama A&M fan in recent years. You tried to convert me a few times and I stayed stubborn and we'll see if that pays off today because yeah, I like the Panthers. Uh, Kai, the other one, Texas Southern Alabama state. I like the home dog here. The uh, Texas Southern continuing to spiral. Are they, uh, but maybe they're a by low thoughts. No, I think they're by low. They're coming back. They won two straight. I think they're going to start winning. Fours seems a bit high, but I'm not that impressed with Alabama State. So I lean towards Texas Southern. Yeah, they're healthier. They got Nicholas and PJ Henry back, like two massive, massive cogs for them. Jim, I know you have a scorching hot take on Delhi State at South Carolina State. Do Give I ever? Anything. Uh, no, I kind <laughs> anything. of lean towards Delhi State. I'm not sure South Carolina State should be touchdown favorites over anybody. Like that just seems. Yeah, that was my thought too. But Delaware State's also been pretty bad. They get blown out relatively consistently. Uh, so perhaps possibly the over there too. SC State is like the fastest defensive possession length in the country. They just press, give up a layup, and get going the other way. So I think there's a lot of points in that one. Hi, North Dakota at Western Illinois, a kind of a uh, under-the-radar big board game on tonight's slate. Yeah. Uh, the Leathernecks land six and a half. That was my initial lean. Look at this closer. I'm like, you know what? This Leather next team just doesn't have the same juice as last year. I keep thinking it's like the last year's WWE squad. It's not. Um, so I stayed away. I don't think North Dakota is any good, though. I still I still believe that to Valley. I'm, I'm breaking something I usually don't do. I'm fading a team that I lost with on Saturday again. So I faded West, Western Illinois on Saturday. St. Thomas did not get it done. I'm fading Western Illinois again. I took North Dakota. They've actually been pretty competitive in the summit. Know, they've, uh, they've been better. They've, they've kept better. a lot of games close. They just covered against Oral Roberts. Um, they're, they're not as terrible as they seem six and a half is a lot of points for a Western Illinois team. That's fine. They're fine. Uh, and then that is it. I think, uh, one last at the buzzer cop and Howard from the Paris over under, uh, I thought the quick take on the side and Jim, you can give us a take on the total here. I thought minus nine was a big number 
um, for his team of talent is Coppin, but Coppin's been quietly terrible. What happened to Coppin? Yeah, Justin Steers out. Is league play. <laughs> yeah. Key guys I mean, out. Yeah. But Steers okay. matters. Best big man. Uh, Jim total take. The over. More, yeah. more guards okay, on the go. floor without Steers. Um, Howard's really running more in league play. They had this weird lull in non-com where they kind of slowed things down. But look at their pace in league play. It's like way back up. I think they're an over team right now. Tight read. Uh, it's time for best bets. Who's up first? Jim Root. Me. It's the badges for me. Wisconsin uh, took them at uh, before the first chat mob break, but three to eight. Wisconsin plus two and a half. Guard has pretty much owned Collins. I think Wisconsin's a little undervalued in the market. And to Matt's point, maybe Northwestern's a little overvalued on the other side. I would have Wisconsin a slight favorite here. So happy to get points in a game with a really, really low total. Sort of intrigued by the under as well. I think it's going to be gross, but I, I like Wisconsin plus the points just a little bit more than the under. Uh, my best bet. So Chicago State plus eight. Um, teased it earlier. I think it's sort of a dicey spot. You could argue it's actually a bad spot because of the fact of how long they've been off. I think I'd actually use that as a reason to bet against a team. Um, but I think Chicago State's just been so uniquely feisty on the road in even the worst spots that I'm not worried about that. They're also catching Coastal um, in the midst of a weird off two straight overtime wins. They have to play Thursday and then Saturday again after just playing last Saturday. So this feels like just sort of a, a wrench in their schedule. Uh, I, I don't think you're getting a great Coastal effort tonight. And while the spot and travel for Chicago State could give you some heebie-jeebies, they've just been awesome in every spot this year. We're like, ah, this is the game they're going to crack. And then they just play competitively to the end. So I think with the time off, it actually helps them too because they're not very deep. They basically play their best three guys every minute every uh game so the bob kittens on the road plus eight thank you and my best bet is new mexico plus three and a half go lobos go lobos all right that does it for our show thank you to bet rivers and field of 68 we are back tomorrow same time noon central 1 p.m eastern we will see you then good luck with your bets